That's awesome. Let me get my uh, my YouTube up and going here. All right. Well, I'll start. Uh, I, I guess we'll start introing the show here. This is Divi Chat episode one sixty three, and uh, the title is uh, what? It's uh, productivity hacks for web design. Is that correct, Tim? I had it. Sure. Out I just turned it off. Sure. Close enough. Productivity hacks. <laughs> sure, we'll talk about that. <laughs> life, life hacks for life in general, you know? Uh -huh. Yeah, productivity hacks for web designers. Productivity hacks for web designers and web developers. All right, well, yes. let's get started here. <laughs> All right, so it uh, seems like we've avoided any any major technical issues here on our new, uh, new stream. Show platform. off. I know. Off. <laughs> I, I just wanted to show you up. That, that was the only reason I wanted to host today. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's start introducing this panel here, uh, Sarah. Since you're up bright and early on your first <laughs> talk, there, you want to introduce yourself? That's yeah, me. You're gonna, gonna like, first, yeah. you're gonna slowly see my background get lighter and lighter and lighter, and that is just to signify I'm committed to this podcast. <laughs> um, you're so I'm. <laughs> I, I also will slowly wake up more and more as my coffee kicks in. I am Sarah Oates from Endure Web Studios here from Australia. My biggest productivity hack is coming to you right now. Don't have kids. And when the <laughs> coronavirus comes, you don't have to homeschool. <laughs> Amen. The end. Catch me at endure.com.au. <laughs> All right. Am I insane? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie, live from the janitor's closet. How's it going? Yeah, I'm in a I'm in a little broom closet here on site with my first like out of the house meeting that I'm coming to in oh man, months and months since quarantine. So I feel a little weird. I wish I was wearing gloves right now because everything seems gross, but Anyway, I'm coming from Charlotte, North Carolina, and uh, I'm representing Focus WP, my company that does white label WordPress maintenance for busy agencies. So you can hit me up at focuswp.co, or you can uh, find me over in my Facebook group, Focus on Your Biz. On Your Biz. Thanks, Steph. Good yeah. to see you. You too. Mr. Streifler, digging the dew, man. Got, got Thank you. Coming. Yeah, I was getting a little bit sick of the quarantine haircut, so I had my wife buzz it earlier today actually so it is fresh I good thank I you it does look good on you yeah it does highlight the fact that my lighting is beaming off of my forehead <laughs> <laughs> but besides that yeah so um anyways happy to be here uh tim streifler is the name uh broadcasting <laughs> from uh san clemente california and you can find me online at divilife.com which is where my divi plugins child themes and tutorials are timstreifler.com for my client services business and then i have my divi business expert course with my good friend david who is not here today uh over on wpgears.com all right good to see you tim yeah Thank I'm, you. I'm jealous i was actually like cleaning out my garage and i found a, a pair of like dog clippers that i'd only use like once on our on our dog and i was like maybe, maybe i'll take them you, to, you know see what i can do and i was like nah i'll just wait so I'm, I'm just rocking the hat. The hat. Yeah, nice. I mean, what's funny? I mentioned this a few weeks ago. Is like I my hair was a lot longer than I normally let it go, but it wasn't you, really because of quarantine. Because I always just have my wife. You buzz cut it. your own hair anyway, don't you? Yeah, my wife oh, buzzes it. Yeah, with yeah. the. $30 set of uh, buzzers from Amazon. Um, so yeah, I was kind of riding the quarantine haircut wave, but it was more laziness than actually like the pandemic. So. <laughs> you Man, have my... not grown a mustache though. 
No, no. A lot I, of people, a lot of guys I know have done that. Well, a lot of girls too, actually. Cause... I look terrible. <laughs> I look terrible with any facial hair, but just a mustache. I look like Ugh, some so sort creepy. of pedophile. Because like you have light killer. hair. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't look good. The blonde yeah. mustache, my, my productivity hack is uh, don't shave and just grow a beard. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> You'll save tons of time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Corey Jenkins uh, coming at you from Prescott AZ. It's a beautiful day here. It's not burning up finally. Um, you can find me at divvy.space and aspengrovestudios.com. And I'm very happy to be here. All right. Well, you guys, ready to, here too, you guys are ready to kick this thing off? Yeah. Let's, let's get hacking. I, 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 know, I know Tim's been like, Tim, Tim's <laughs> been studying up and all ready to go. Well, I, I can, I nerd out a little bit on, on this type of stuff, um, productivity and, and, and that sort of thing. Um, and so I actually like did a lot of prep and I have, I kind of broke them into different categories, um, for productivity. So like WordPress and Divi specific types of hacks and then, um, email hacks, which you might be wondering, like, what does this have to do with web designers, but I'll explain it. Um, and then like, uh, kind of focus type of hacks and then sleep and workspace. And when I wrote the categories to the team in our internal Slack channel, David was like, sleep hacks, but sleep hacks have everything to do with productivity. So, um, but yeah, so I, I kind of get, get a little bit nerdy and I definitely am not a uh, productivity expert by any means. And I, I'm the kind of person that I'll say these things, but I don't like practice them 100% of the time. Um, although I, I do try. But but yeah, I I, I always enjoy sixty percent of the time they work all the time. Yeah, yeah. for me, exactly. productivity is kind of like the best laid plans type of thing because yeah. I'll have like an entire day like laid out and and planned out, and then it ends up. I, I know it does in our company a lot of times going the complete opposite direction, and you're putting out fires. And um, yep. But speaking of sleep hacks, I I did uh, I wasn't prepping for this episode, but I did take a nap. There we go. Mm. <laughs> my, my, my three-year-old woke me up at like four something this morning. So, uh, oh. yeah. So, so that was Tim. Could I just fun. say I'm so proud of you? I'm so happy that someone else is starting the episode off with like an outline of what we're going to discuss. Yeah. So speaking of that, Tim, <laughs> I'm know, always right? that nerd. I'm always that nerd. So speaking of that, Tim, let's, let's get a definition going here, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, productivity is the art I'm, I'm saying art because i think it's it's an art and a science of getting more done and one thing i do want to say about this if you are a web designer you are a small business owner and i it's it's kind of crazy like people don't grasp the fact that starting a business is very very hard like it's really <laughs> difficult and so like uh basically all of these types of things we're talking about are things that can help you give a hundred percent of your focus and attention on your, your business. Now, obviously we, we juggle different things, you know, parents and, and family and, and, and stuff like that. Um, and so I'm not saying that you have to just focus on your business in order to be successful. That's obviously not the case. We have successful parents right here on the panel. Um, but I think, uh, like juggling like a bunch of different types of things and then, uh, trying to start multiple businesses at once is just kind of a recipe for, for failure. Um, and so anyways, that's kind of a sidetrack, but I think these types of things we talk about are things that can help you focus on your biz, uh, to give Stephanie's Facebook group a what? shout out. That actually wasn't intentional. <laughs> <laughs> um, gotta focus on your just kind of float out. Yeah. <laughs> <Take it. laughs> 
All so, right. Well, uh, I, I guess, you know, I, I didn't get like an outline together or anything like that. I mean, I, I definitely <laughs> love stuff to, to contribute, uh, you know, to the topic, but uh, whoever has got something they want to start with, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's get her going. So we starting on Divi first, Tim? Yeah, I, I think that's a good place to start since this is Divi chat. Um, and so <laughs> I, I definitely do not want to be talking the whole time, but I'll kind of share a couple of the ones I put together and I know that'll, that'll probably spark yeah, uh, I've some got things. Some, I'm good to go. Spark yeah. So one thing that's on my list for a productivity hack that's not necessarily Divi related, but it is kind of WordPress and web design related. And that is, and this is something David and I teach in our Divi business expert course, and it's having template sites that you use as starting points. So rather than every time you create a new website, you install WordPress and then you go and you install Divi and then you install, you know, the same four plugins that you use on every site, instead create a template site and then duplicate that site as a starting point every time you create a site. That way, like for example, if you use Gravity Forms, chances are you're gonna want forms on every site that you build. So that's already there, it's already set up, uh, you know, stuff like that. Um, you know, you already have your child theme created for Divi or, or, or whatever. Um, and then obviously you'll add in additional plugins as needed, but having some sort of a template site can be a huge time saver. I use WP Engine and so WP Engine makes it really easy to um, clone installs. And so that's what I use to duplicate a site. And so I basically have a, a, a site called like blank Divi. Um, you can also do, uh, I have the same thing set up in local uh, by Flywheel. I have a template site that uh, I use and they let you use what they call a blueprint um, to basically duplicate and install. And I have everything kind of set up on there too. So there's lots of different ways you can do it. Um, you can use a migration plugin and have a, the zip file as your template site. And then you install that rather than having to install everything separate. So that's a huge time saver. And then also starting with the same thing every time you kind of get more efficient. Do, do, that do way you, too. um, do you have like a, like a, uh, child theme set up when you go? Yeah. So I'll have just a blank child theme set up, uh, on the install already. And so that, that saves some time too, obviously creating a, a blank child themes really quick, but it's a few minutes. You don't have to spend every time uh, and that adds up. And your CSS, code. like you're, you're starting CSS and stuff that you use too, though. You gotta have, you want to have all that in there, even just like to reset the body fonts and yeah. you know, like all the basics that you're going to put in yeah. every time. And I have a blank page. I have two extra things in my um, template. Also, I use um, Plesk now. My host uses Plesk and it now has a cloning capability as well. So yeah, oh, we, nice. um, it's, I think it's, it's there's actually like a package manager in Plesk. So you can have like yeah. all kinds of different packages. So we have like a Divi package. We have a default WordPress package. You can have a WooCommerce package. And, That's and really nice. Like, you know, a theme plugins, different things like that, uh, just kind of set up and, and ready to, to spin up in a new uh, install, which yeah. is pretty cool. I use yeah. uh, Manage WP, so that makes it easy to, to duplicate a yeah. site. But um, I host on SiteGround, and so if I want to spin up a dev, it's a pain in the neck. Like I, I hate doing it because you have to install WordPress, you have to set a default thing, blah, blah, blah. Then you have to log, and then I clone it over. So, yeah. Yeah. But I think WordPress... I mean, WordPress. I think SiteGround is switching to Plesk or to yeah. some other I, thing. They're that would be good. So my Plesk is great. Uh, so SiteGround, I use SiteGround for uh, for Divi Life, like plugin testing and everything. And so my support team will duplicate sites on there. We basically have a template site and they'll duplicate it. There used to be a way built into Softaculous to quickly duplicate sites. And we would use that for bug testing and stuff like that. But they just changed it. And I think it's part of their transition over to Plesk. And so now that feature 
is no longer there. And so. That's probably because the cPanel pricing went like through the roof, right? That's why. Yeah. yeah. So they're changing from cPanel, but I don't know if they're going to Plesk or if they're going to a custom solution. Yeah. Right. I feel Plesk like my hands look enormous big... today. Do they? Like, I don't understand. Is this a weird angle that I'm at? Like my gestures. Are... <laughs> out of control oh we, we installed a giant hand filter on your camera <laughs> thank you so. that's right if you're if you're just listening be glad oh my god tim's hands are using that filter too yeah so so that right there i mean if if you're going in and uh set you know installing installing divi putting in you know let's say three to four uh plugins creating a, a child theme i mean that, that could be a good like 15 20 minutes of of work probably if you're like digging through realistically files. for a lot of people it might even be an hour yeah yeah or more and especially because like, a lot know. of people in between tasks are like doing other things like okay so now yeah. i've spun up wordpress i'm gonna install divi that's done i'm gonna check facebook for a while here <laughs> yeah and then it, yeah it could be like two hours before they finish like 15 yeah. 20 yeah. minutes worth of work you know oh yeah, yeah. i i have a point on there for the 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 time wasting stuff like face we'll, we'll we'll get to that <laughs> we'll get to it. yeah uh, can we talk about CSS? I have, I just learned a little, a cool little hack. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if I say I learned it, but I saw it in another group and I shared it in my group because it like, ah, I thought it was such a cool idea that this guy does a table of contents at the beginning of his CSS file, but he numbers them. Um, like one is general things, two is body or fonts or whatever, three is, you know, footer, whatever they are, he numbers them. And then it'll be like underneath, he'll put like 3.1, for, you know, under fonts and be headings or whatever it is, you know, he has them all broken down. So then he just hits search. So he just does a quick search for that number or whatever, and he just jumps right to it. And then that works great for not only himself keeping organized and being able to move quickly through it, but also when he works with developers so they can put the code in the right place that he can easily find it and work with it again. I thought, I thought that was a fantastic idea. I mean, I've done sort of things like I, I do put headings and I do make some comments, but to do it like at all at the top where you can get an overview right. of everything. I yeah, we, uh, one of awesome. our, one of our developers, Domenica has had, like started doing that a couple of years back. And I was like, I have no idea why I didn't think about that, but it's all like, I know, right? table of contents, like, you know, completely laid out. And, uh, so we've kind of like set that as a precedent, um, you know, for, for the company and for our child theme style sheets. Cause it's, it's awesome. Nice. Yeah, no. So I require my front end devs to do the headings, like you said, Stephanie, to keep it really organized. And that's a huge help by itself, but yeah. having that table of contents, that's something that's super simple, but can be a huge time. So yeah. rather than trying to scroll through and be like, Oh, where's the exactly. header CSS. Yeah. So, and it, and if you that. use kind of the same keywords and you, you know, then you can mm -hmm. like do an easy search and, and just kind of like, you know, scroll right down. To yeah. I think that's like an overall good thinking of when you say use the same keywords I think one of the biggest tips is often we call things different things or we put them in a different place or we like I think a lot of what productivity is is doing the same thing in the same way every single time because Process. partly it makes you faster at doing it every single time that same way in saying the same thing but partly it means you can find things quicker which means when you haven't done anything on that for a while it's faster to come back to it because you always do it that way so some of it is about not being lazy in oh I'm just going to do whatever comes to my mind at the moment but actually taking a step back and thinking about whether it's your CSS file this is the way I'm going to do it every single time maybe it's going to be really slow the first two ten times you do it but on the 20th time it's going to be really fast and when you go back to that first site it's going to be really, really fast to work with. So some of it yeah. is really about and, and then, slowing down to get faster. 
Yeah, and then that as far as CSS thing. goes, like, you know, if you start getting into SCSS, we'll actually get like very granular on our um, on our SCSS files. Like we have like a separate style sheet for the footer, for the header, you know, for-, for Totally things. granular, dude. Totally granular. <laughs> totally granular, Stephanie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that actually- So one thing, that, sorry. I didn't quite oh. finish on our template yeah, 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 that I yeah, wanted finished. to add. Can I just add yeah. one thing that I would add to your template is add one page that has like just text on it or and a button and like a couple of just really basic functions. And so you have like a H1, a H2, H3, H4, H5, paragraph, a few dot points, like unordered list, maybe an ordered list, a button, like just some of the really basic things that you will always do in every single website. And if you have that set up, then when you load your template, the first thing you can do is style that stuff in whatever, you know, checking your fonts, making sure it works for all the different things. Because sometimes I find if you do it in stages, you miss one thing, like you miss the unordered list and then you have to go back later and do it all. But if you get all of that done first and you do it in your style sheet or you do it in a way that then when you replicate that button, it's everywhere. You're going to save yourself a ton of time by getting that right from the beginning. So if you have it in your template set up, you don't think, oh, it's too hard to set that up because it's already there, ready to go. Yeah, I love now that. Now here's awesome. here's a question I have for you, Tim, as far and you all you guys. Uh, when you so I have my um, my dummy site basically in Manage WP so that I keep it up to date too because that's important. You don't want to. Yes let all your plugins and everything get out of date and then you go and load it and then you got to go deal with all that hassle. Um, but that sometimes you, you learn things and change things, you know, like as you're working on a site, you start thinking like, mm -hmm. oh, instead of this form plugin, you know, like right now I, I now have a gravity forms premium license. So instead of, um, you know, Caldera or whatever, I'm, I'm switching gradually over to that. So it's like, what's your process for keeping your template or your, building block site, whatever, what do you call that? Do you call it your template site or whatever, but what's your process for keeping, site, yeah. for keeping that, especially because you have them on multiple places. How do you keep that consistent? Yeah. I mean, for me having it multiple places, I, it's like, I kind of use them for different things. So for example, uh, with WP engine, I have my template site for client sites because I, I, I can't do those locally because I'll, I have a team and there's collaboration that has to happen. Right. So that has to be there. Um, and so that template site's going to look a little bit different than, for example, my local template is really just Divi and then a couple of WordPress settings and then a child theme. Um, and so I don't have any additional plugins on there. And that's really for me to be able to quickly spin up sites. And I know everything I'm going to have, I'm going to use is going to start with, with Divi and stuff, but that's mainly because I have a team. And so I'm not going to be building like a client site locally anymore. And so the local is gotcha. really just for me, but yeah, it, I, I think, um, that's something you just kind of have to do. And, and I'm definitely not good at that because I do kind of what you implied where you, you create from your, you duplicate your template site. And then you realize you have like all these updates to do <laughs> because you're, you're, wasn't updated. And so, um, yeah, I think it's just kind of reevaluating like, okay, you know, you're realizing that you want to start all new client sites with gravity forms. Okay. Well then you up, update to gravity forms on your template site yeah. that way. And like, and like free, free plugins in the repo, you can actually, if you're installing those, there's, um, there's like different plugins that you can use kind of like as a plugin manager that'll pull in, you know, I think you put like the links from the repo, like in this, 
plugin on one site and then you create a kind of token key to go on your other sites. And you can basically like install this one plugin, put in the token key and it'll install all the other plugins. Oh, that's cool. Um, if it's pulling from the repo, it's going to obviously pull the most recent versions. Um, that is cool. Yeah, it's, uh, look at that. WP Core Plugin Manager. Um, I, I think there's nice. like a couple of different different uh, plugins there. like that out there, but that's going to help with the, with the plugins. There's also plugins out there for like bulk uh, page and post creation. So if you're doing, you know, like Stephanie, she does a lot of sites for breweries and they might have like a lot of the same pages, menu, contact. Mm -hmm. um, you, you can actually, you know, have a way just to like bulk create uh, pages and everything on on. Uh, WordPress nice. Well, so Corey, you know, come with cool. the goods. Yeah. It's kind of like an ad hoc template site. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like you're just like For dumping those cases pages, where you dump it on the yeah, plugin. I mean, like, yeah, you're gonna that's kind of cool. Page. You're going to have a menu page. You're going to have a contact page. Yeah. Uh, in, nice. um, in Managed WP, it, this isn't as fancy and cool as that, but there is a thing where you go to add your plugins. You can um, you can add them directly from the repo there. You can add them from external storage. You can add them from a bunch of places. So I have it linked to a Dropbox folder where I have a bunch of things that aren't in the repo. And, you know, every once in a while when I have to, you know, like with uh, Divi Barge or something like that, like I'll go download the more updated one and overwrite it. But for the most part, then they're all in there. So if it is a certain use case, because, yeah, there are... Like if you're going to build, if I mostly don't build e-commerce, but sometimes I do. And then you want to, like, I don't want to have all of the e-commerce plugins on my template yeah. site. So I'll just go in there and I can just check, 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 check. And it'll do install all and activate all, all at once. Boom. So that's a really nice, I love yeah. doing that. Like a lot of times if I need to add more than one plugin, I won't even go, I won't even go into the uh, dashboard. I'll just go straight to manage WP because it's like, three clicks and you can add two plugins, you know, as opposed to like, go to the thing, search for it. Blah, right. blah, blah, yeah. you know. <laughs> and you awesome. can star them in the, like you can have, there's a favorites thing as well. So you can put stars on them and then there's just a tab for all of your favorites. I wish they had a couple more categories like e-commerce something like that, but anyway, it's still really handy. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah. I typically, uh, what I typically recommend is having different template sites for different types of sites that you do, but that seems like it's a little more efficient doing it that way yeah i like that so, um so so not to give uh our our product a complete um plug but wp layouts um hey, it's also free. you know you can yeah it's well it's it's free but you cannot if, if you do if you do have like uh, a lot of times contact pages look the same and maybe you're just like changing yeah. some colors or you're like reusing elements in between different websites you can actually like upload those into the wp layouts cloud and then if you have the wp layouts uh, plugin installed on your site, you can like just automatically like import and export all of those different layouts like in between all your different sites. Um, so it's helpful like not only for like for freelancers, but also like, you know, teams, uh, you know, if, if you have like three or four designers to kind of keep things like centralized and have the continuity, um, you know, maybe, maybe that you need in between projects or something like that. But you can like, you know, bring in entire pages or modules or sections, uh, just kind of, um, you know whatever you're needing on a, on a project without having to like find them in a folder on your desktop and upload them and and stuff like that so awesome that's awesome i have a terrible confession i forgot that you guys made that i was thinking about those kind of things those tools <laughs> today i completely forgot you guys made that that's awesome yeah it's it's cool on, on that front oh sorry forgetting oh yeah i was gonna say yeah you know obviously for divi is kind of where we started but uh 
we've also made it work, uh, you know, for, for Gutenberg, Elementor, and, and Beaver Builder. So I know a lot of like Divi users are kind of in between bleep. other page builders as well. Yeah, we'll know? have to bleep out those names. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was going to awesome. say on that front, if you don't want to use a tool like that, a really handy thing to have is a CSS manager. So like on your computer, having some sort of, like you could just use like a, I don't know, a spreadsheet if you want to, but I use one called, I use two, one called Codebox and one called Snippet Lab. Snippet Lab is part of Setup. So we've talked about Setup before. If you have Setup, then Snippet Lab is a part of it. But having some sort of manager for all of your CSS code is really useful so like I have one that's basically all of my gravity forms CSS and so then what I can do is just copy that whole thing into my style sheet and then just change up the colors or like remove bits that aren't necessary but having all of your CSS somewhere or even like you can manage it so you can have your CSS and you can have your function files so if there's functions that you tend to use again and again having it somewhere that you can quickly and have really good notes so that you can quickly see what it is, how you use it, where you put it. Um, that stuff is really handy and will save you a ton of time um, from having to, you know, go back again and again and again to remember what it is that you are using. Yep. Um, so highly recommend that. And on that front, there's another app that comes with setup called Paste. I use it hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times a day. It stores all of your last copies and pastes and you can even search it and you can save one. So you can save ones as like, you know, priority. And so then you can come back to them, you can label them. So I have like my IP address, for example, as a saved one so that I can quickly find my IP address in like two seconds when I need to whitelist it. Stuff like that. Paste is like the biggest productivity hack app I probably have. I love Paste. I love it. Yeah. Set up for the win. Yeah. Boom. Uh, so we kind of just decided something on the fly, everybody. Um, we realized that we're like at the halfway mark and we still have a lot of productivity hacks to get through. So we decided to turn this into a series. And today we're just going to focus on WordPress and Divi related. Yeah, because I've got more. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, we can nerd That's out a for a long time. <laughs> I, I was no ready to get to sleep, man. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Stephanie, we'll were you not one. saying yes to me? Because I wrote it in the chat, and right as I wrote it, you're like, "Yeah, yeah," and then I'm realizing now that you were you were saying that That's to, fine. to what we Sarah can do was that. saying. Okay, cool. <laughs> Let's go with it. I'll but be with yes. you, Tim. You and me can just do it if no one else wants to join. I'll yeah, exactly. sleep all day. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Um, no, I didn't. I hadn't even read it. Yeah, but I'm all for it. So, uh, Sarah kind of already mentioned this, but like having a process can greatly. Um, speed up and, and, and help your productivity because you're not kind of fumbling around trying to do something. If you do something the same way every time, then you'll save a lot of time because you're, again, you're not fumbling around trying to remember what to do next and stuff. And so for this productivity hack, um, process and planning. So having an overall process of what you do when and kind of your, your overall general um, uh process. Uh, it can be a, a, a huge win. Um, but not only that, but also individually planning out your project. So I know like for me, like my personality is to just like hit the ground running and like, um, what, what, what's the expression Re ready, fire, aim type of thing. Um, and so like, for example, like playing video games, I was the one that just ran in rather than waiting, uh, like the you famous were, Leroy, Leroy Jenkins. Jenkins. I was Leroy Jenkins. Exactly. <laughs> um, 
I don't know if anyone will understand that reference. I don't but. get that joke. <laughs> I, don't get it. I never knew there was a reason. Uh, we have enough nerds out there watching to where they, they probably understand. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll give a quick rundown. It's a video where there's all these nerds playing a, a video game and they're like talking and they're like strategizing and they're like, all right, you're going to do this. We're going to do this and we're going to do this. And then one guy wasn't paying attention and just runs in and goes, Leroy Jenkins. And then, <laughs> so then it forces the whole team to have to go in and they all just get destroyed because they didn't follow their plan because Leroy Jenkins. I never knew it. that's why you used that name. Yeah. Yeah. That's hilarious. So, anyways, I, I, I just renamed myself uh, just for that. So, nice. Yeah. So, circling back to web design, um, having a plan of attack on how you you plan on executing the project, you're going to do this, you're going to do this, and, and and planning it out rather than like ready, fire, aim mentality can greatly speed up your productivity because it's like rather you get to the point where you're like, oh shoot. I wish I wouldn't have done that. Now I have to go and redo that because I didn't do this first over here. That happens a lot with web design. Um, there's not always like a perfect order for everything, but there are certain things that do need to be done in a perfect order. Otherwise you end up repeating stuff and having to, to do work over again. So right. that right there, planning is is a uh, huge productivity. And I, I think like the way we're discussing this now is for the most part, like if, if I'm going to go sit down and build a website, but there's a whole nother layer of productivity if you have a team that you are working with, right? I mean, like, uh, Sarah, you mostly do your own stuff, right? Yeah, my designer does designs separately and then I build them out. So I, it's it. just solely me in the back end of Divi. But I think the rest of us work with others. Like I have a bunch of people, like I have copywriter and I have other developers, like different levels yeah, of people the, that I send different stuff to. The more people to. you have, like the more it exposes the need to have like a, a process and to have, yeah, for sure. to have the organization. Um, yeah, we do, we actually use for like client projects. We have, um, we use Asana and we have everything from like checklists, you know, uh, install WordPress and then the, the plugins that are gonna be necessary for the project and kind of like a, a whole like checklist of stuff that'll be like assigned to different people. And we try to stick to that as much as possible. We don't always, um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of spacey when it comes to, to certain things like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, the, more, the more people you have, the more, the more it exposes like the need for, um, for the organization and to have a process down. Yeah. We've started yeah, using it, ClickUp. Yeah. ClickUp has uh, been a lifesaver. Tom uh, got us on, on that a while ago and I was a slow adopter, not because I was against it, just because it's like hard to, like we were saying before, like it takes more work and it's slower get into those right. routines and systems. And so, but now that I'm doing it, it's freaking awesome because you can assign things, which then completely takes away the responsibility of following up and checking in and all that, because then the system just pings and reminds them that they have something due, you know, but and then you, they can turn around and have to do it probably <laughs> a little bit, but it helps a lot. And, um, and I've noticed that with the team that I've been working with, like they'll take it. So, you know, something's up for review by the you know, the copywriter writes it and flags it for review. And then the SEO guy reviews it and flags it back to her for, to make his edits, you know, so it's like, they're actually empowered to take care of things on their own a little bit, which is huge for my productivity because then the project isn't bottlenecked on me like normal. Yeah. And um, uh, Nancy mentioned that, which I, I think is something that you guys have in the, um, in the Divi business expert course, Tim are the uh, questionnaires uh, for clients like going into a web design project and, yeah. and getting all of that information like like up front all that really pertinent information for the project up front from a client as far as like their 
their needs, their their goals. Um, it'll really help you like kind of scope out the, yeah. whole, the whole project in order to put together that um, w whatever project management tool that you're using. I almost think client onboarding and, and things like that could be a whole productivity like conversation too, yeah. or like, you know, like just the whole, that whole system. Yeah, whole part I, I, of I, I think we've had like a conversation. I think we've had an episode somewhat related to that before, haven't we, Tim? Or so, seems familiar. I, I know we've talked about it in the past, but. Uh, Certainly a long time ago, we had the big debate around whether or not to do designs first versus building first, because I know I'm in a strongly in the camp of designing first and then building, whereas there are a lot of Divi web designers who build in, who design in Divi. And mm -hmm. I think there will be different personality types and different ways of doing it. But I am strongly in the camp of, I think it saves you tons and tons and tons of time to design first because, and to design one page, just the homepage and get revisions done and get the homepage 100% nailed that the client is 100% happy with the homepage. And then do, we do one more page after that in design. And then I build out the whole site based on those two things. I would say that saves us hours and hours and hours. And it saves us um, that back and forth horrible thing where you spend all this time getting something perfect in Divi and then the client says oh I didn't mean that I meant that I wanted like this other thing where you just misunderstood them or they just don't like it and you spent all this time whereas if someone's designed stuff something as long as you've got the skill to do that it's going to be you know the amount of time that is spent I personally am strongly in that camp and I know a lot of Divi designers are not but if you have that skill I highly recommend trying it because I think it saves you yeah we've, we've actually started doing it we have uh you know a super talented designer now and uh you know they can just go and like you know really knock out uh designing a page for like conversion and also looking good and we've really started doing that in the past like year and a half or so yeah, wireframes. Didn't you guys use wireframes? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I I think that process works really well when uh, you have like a dedicated designer. Uh, but to me, yeah. it feels like if you're gonna if you're the only one designing, you're designing in Photoshop and you're like having to redo it in, in Divi. I, I feel like it can be. Again, it depends on the personality type. Um, so what what I typically like to do and, and recommend is like wireframing or or even outlining like putting the okay. skeleton of the site of what's going to go where like just in like words and just like like a mind map type of thing yeah. like it's the type of thing where it's like use whatever tool you're comfortable with use a pen and paper i had uh one um i was it was actually like more like white label work uh a few years back where she would basically my client would um, map out just with pen and paper and tell me like, this is what I want to go where on like a scratch piece of paper. And it was so messy and so like, uh, archaic, you know, it wasn't using any fancy wireframing tool or anything like that, but it worked. I knew what she wanted. And, and, and mm -hmm. then, you know, she yeah. even, I want, you know, a swirly design line like this. <laughs> like I went and I built a swirly line based off of her, or, you know, really, really yeah. like, cheesy sketch but yeah so it definitely doesn't have to be fancy like it definitely doesn't but I think there's something about I think the challenge that I see for people who design and build inside of Divi is you are limited to your abilities so right. you will only build in a way that you understand how to build and so if you do that then your websites are going to look exactly the same all of the time that's true because yeah. that is your only skill set 
Whereas if you are able to work with the client outside, whether it's on paper, whether it's in an application, we use Adobe XD because we have Adobe licenses, highly recommend it. It's really straightforward, way better than Photoshop. But if you, it doesn't matter what you use. The point is, if it's outside of Divi, then you will come up with things you don't know how to do. And then the client will approve it and then you go work out how to do it and you will come up with a far better yeah, website. I You'll like also that. be thinking about conversion in a better way rather than just, you know, how your brain understands how to do things in Divi and you've seen this layout. So you re replicate this layout. Your websites are going to be better. They're going to be better for conversion. It doesn't matter what you use, but I highly recommend not just doing it all inside Divi. For I know sure. this isn't Personal the topic thought. for today. I understand. This isn't the not. topic for today. I don't want to like continue going farther down this road, but I, I do think too, though, Sarah, like sometimes like I had, um, I worked with a designer, my old partner, he um, was a very talented artist and he would make some beautiful designs, but he didn't understand Divi at all. And so, and, or even really web design, things like that. But, but mainly like he would design a website and it would be unnecessarily complicated to build. Mm, yeah. So that's the other side of that, that like, yeah, there are yeah. certain things that you just don't need to complicate. Like you don't need to have certain kinds of hover effects or, inter you know, like interface things. Like he had this one thing where he wanted this line to come down here and over there and down there and down back again. And, and it was like, it was a huge pain in the neck to try and right. make that work on mobile and everything. And it's like, I'm not sure what that added. It just made tons more work for me building it. Yeah. So, so there is two sides to that coin for sure. But yeah, anyway. and so you've got to be involved. Like if you've got someone designing it, you've got to be involved before the client is to be able to say that's right. not practical or websites don't work that way or whatever it is, yeah. or if it's just on pen and paper. But my point with it is when you go to build it, you're going to spend way less time putting the things in the right for place. Sure, you're not going to yeah. be like, oh, I'll try this here. Oh, I'll try this here. Like you're yeah, just going to build it out that. real fast that and then a, you're going to replicate it. Yeah, I would get so frustrated with him too, because I'm like, I don't want to make decisions while I'm building it. I don't want to yeah. be creating while I'm coding. I want you to say, like, what color is all this stuff supposed to be? What is the hover color? What is all that? I haven't used XD. I need to get in there. It, you can do like, does it do um, interactions too? Or no? Is it just flat? Uh, I'm, I'm like not sure where it's up to. Show like hovers moment. and stuff, you know, like. Cause that to me, uh, we, we don't, really but I'm not sure useful. if it can. I'm also going to say like on the design side of things, create a style guide that, and, mm. and there's, there's even like WordPress plugins where you can have them like within the WordPress dashboard or keep it like within, if you have like a drive folder or a Dropbox folder for the client, but something like, let's say your graphic designer quits or your, you know, front end designer quits and a client comes back like, you know, a year, year and a half later it's a really quick reference guide to go and put, you know, pull up uh, colors and fonts and things like that. A really quick overview of elements used in a website. Yes, you can go through and figure it out different ways, but uh, we've really yeah. started like even with our own internal websites using style guides and it's such a huge. Uh, I have those just help. like, uh, I use a uh, bear that note, 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 take app bear okay. because you can, um, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but you can put uh, like, hashtags in it and it like links to you can like link throughout your notes and stuff like that and it's really handy so i've done that for my different websites i'll have like a little hashtag style guide so i can just click that and then it'll show me all the style guides that i've that i've set up and i just i have things like colors fonts all that you know i mean i just i'm having somebody do a postcard for us for focus uh, uh like a little mailer thing and i she's like what's the font and i boom open that up here's the font that we use on the website that's what you, you know it's not even like a formal style like a brand guide guideline thing you know it's just like 
a little notepad that has all of those things for quick reference or, or when you're setting up, like I was setting up my book, like a boss thing, right? Well, what the heck is my color? What's my code? I can't ever remember it. It's not like an easy one. So I just jump over either to there or to paste. I have a separate tab for that in there too. So yeah, that's a huge time saver yeah, to have go. those things in one place. Yeah, I mean, I like yeah, the idea of having them on the WordPress want. database. Yeah, like, having them I, in WordPress is kind of cool if you're, if you're handing the site over. Yeah, but for I mean, me, I don't want to have to go log into each if, site. I yeah, if you're handing a site place. over, and it's obviously an, an you know an, another plugin added onto your site, but I, I do remember um, I, I don't know if it's at a WordCamp or something, but somebody uh, doing you know talking about that, and it's right there in your WordPress dashboard, and you have all the elements right mm -hmm. there, and and then you can go cowboy code just going through a theme editor, you know. I'm just kidding. I I think we've gotten a little bit far down the process mm -hmm. <laughs> Sorry, rabbit hole. <laughs> bring us back, Tim. Back. So I'm gonna I'm gonna bring us back to WP and Divi related productivity hacks. And so okay. this one right here, I think, is so important and so overlooked, or maybe not maybe it's not overlooked, but just not talked about enough. And that is Divi's built-in workflow and efficiency features. And so like this is I think what really sets apart Divi from Elementor, Beaver Builder, its competitors, to my knowledge, they don't have these types of tools built in. Uh, they might have some of them, but uh, if you go to elegantthemes.com, Divi, and then you scroll all the way down to efficiency, they have all their uh, workflow and efficiency tools laid out and they will massively speed up uh, your web design workflow and can make you uh, hugely productive. So for example, find and replace styles. I actually like- I'm pretty sure I've overlooked this totally. I don't yeah, know what you're it, talking about right they'll, now. they'll come out with a new feature and it's like, oh, wow, that's amazing. Like, I like that a lot. And then we forget about it. And there's times oh, where oh, I, oh, I realize this- I know this, what you're talking about now, yeah, okay. Yeah, I, there's times where I've, I've realized where I'm like doing something the way I've always done it in Divi. And I've realized yeah. like- there's actually just a better way to do it, but there's actually like two, three, four better ways to do it. And so like, there's a lot of overlap with their features, which I think is really great because it, it kind of speaks to just how well-designed Divi is. And, you know, some people might want to do find and replace where other people, their brain works in it to do extend styles. You can do a lot of the same things, just there's just multiple ways to do it. And so, um, so anyways, it's really cool. I was using find and replace. Uh, to change colors and fonts and like, oh my gosh, like it was so yeah. quick rather than having to go into each module, yeah. change it manually. Like extend styles is a beauty. Yeah. That yeah. One. And yeah. so, and, and then they, uh, the Divi shortcuts, like the keyboard shortcuts, mm. I, I'm not like a keyboard. I got to get better at that. Whatsoever, oh. but they have like dozens of keyboard shortcuts that yeah. I, I think somebody, didn't like somebody come out with like a, um, like a keyboard cover that had like the Divi shortcuts on them. Ah, yeah, yeah, I, I can't remember. It was a it was a while ago. With they, hands this big, you got to discontinue shortcuts. They discontinued. Got so if somebody wants to pick that project back up and and come out with that, but there's like you know if you go to documentation slash Divi keyboard shortcuts, I mean there's like tons of them you can look through. And I'm yeah. terrible at any print them out, tape them to your monitor. Yeah, Tape control, to your monitor. control Z, I've definitely used plenty of times. That, yeah. Um, but yeah if, yeah, if you're into that sort of thing, go look at them. Yeah, yeah, I think it's one of those things you just have to, again, you've got to force yourself. I even totally. think that sticky note idea is a good idea because sometimes it needs to be in front of your face so you do it enough times that then you're like, okay, now I know how to do it and I don't have to think about it. 
Yeah. The other one I discovered the other day, which is not new, but I discovered the other day, I was trying to figure out where there was, I had done something custom and I couldn't work out. Oh no, I was in someone else's site. I couldn't work out where they'd done it at all. And so I was trying to go into every module and like look at the padding. And then all of a sudden I saw the filters and I filtered out for modified styles. Oh my gosh, that one is amazing because you yeah. can just go into all of them and go, okay, they've modified this, they've modified this and this and this. Uh -huh. And I like narrowed it beauty. down in two minutes. It was so helpful and I've never used it before. It was amazing. We, we need like Divi, um, like audio commands, right? Like we're talking to- uh... No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I'm looking here at the list on the, the Divi landing page and multi-select and bulk editing. I can say it with confidence that that is something that I have never used, but like, Wow, that's amazing <laughs> that you can bulk do that. editing. Yeah, that would be good. So I don't think yeah. I've done that one. I'm and I think need to look at that. as Sarah mentioned, it's the kind of thing that you have to force yourself to do and actually get familiar yeah. with it. Because if you're like us, we're like we're old school. Like we're <laughs> we're been using Divi since old. the classic yeah. editor, and so okay, boomer. Yeah. <laughs> so we've been doing a lot of things the old school way. And so to like break habits and form new ones is really hard. But if you force Changes yourself to do it, it, it like, it's better. the kind of thing where you might have to take, you know, one to two steps back. But then once you get familiar with those and doing the shortcuts and all of that, it's like, holy cow, you're like saving so much time, so much more productive. Yep. I'm on, on that kind of, well, kind of on that front and I'll try not to go back to process, but I found that one thing that I used to do a lot of and it wasted a lot of time was I would kind of do multiple pages at the same time. And then I'd realize I wanted to change something and I'd have to go back and like change it across all the pages. And mm -hmm. of course you can use global elements and definitely global elements is a massive, massive saving of time because yes. if you don't know that you can do it, you can do a global element, but say, but the content will be different or, but the right. background color will be different or the background image will be different. So that stuff is a huge time saver. And when that came along, it was amazing. That when they <laughs> made it so that you could like disable one pit bit for global, that was yeah. like. Yes, I think like that's a huge one, but equally I would recommend if you can do it, do one page and fully, fully mobile responsive it. That's the wrong way to say it, but like actually get that page completely ready, even do all the CSS for it. Like do your images, do everything on one page. I think we can get in a really bad habit of kind of doing parts of things. And then like, I'll say, oh, I'll do the mobile responsiveness at the end because it takes time and it doesn't really matter in the beginning, but then you can end up like adding on to the time hours and hours and hours because you have to kind of do stuff for multiple pages that you could have just done once if you had got it right on the first page and then duplicated those elements out. So, or use global and, you know, what about you can like, go either like, way, like but the, I just uh, think it's like the theme so builder. Are you guys utilizing the theme builder for Love starting, it. starting to, for yeah. sure. it's kind of a game changer when it comes to that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it really is. Yeah. It's crazy. And, and uh, talking about global defaults, a feature that Nick Roach sneak peeked uh, a couple days ago in the Divi theme users Facebook group is having, uh, I forget what it's called, but it's like global default presets or something like that. So you have multiple options. So it's like you have nice. a button, but a lot of times a website's not going to have like the same button design. It might have like two or three different button designs. And so you can have those different, different presets. And so you can, you know, awesome. grab them. At oh, times that's stuff. awesome. That's great. Yeah. 
pretty awesome. So um, yeah, we're, we're getting close Morris, to the time. I have Morris a... Bear in the, in the uh, I don't know who Morris Bear Designs is, but is it a she? I think it's a she, loves the theme builder. We've got a lot of people sort of chiming in about some of these things. Miro didn't know about one of the, Miro said he's been using the efficiency hacks more and more, but he didn't, I think it was the global thing that you could disable certain elements. Uh, Christian uses the theme builder a lot. Christian uses the theme builder with the uh, dynamic content, which is yeah. super powerful, but it kind of makes my brain explode. Um, but powerful. anyway, yeah. And so add then, in advanced custom fields yeah. with those as well. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. that's why i just call christian <laughs> yeah so i that i mean is, I, we, we have done episodes on like divi features and stuff like that so we need to yeah we have yeah continue the, uh, the other thing that i would recommend is the plugin we've talked about it before but admin edit editor pro um i reckon that one is a really good one partly because when your clients go to use it you can make it simpler for them but for me personally i move divi right up to the top and I know it seems like a really silly thing, but having Divi on the left-hand side right up the top is, it just saves me time. I know exactly where it is every single time. It is the first thing after the dashboard for me. And that saves me time. It means I can move the things around in logical order, the plugins on the left-hand side to make it just more functional for myself. And so- What was that called, I think Sarah? It's, Sorry, I missed what It's you called missed Menu it. Editor Pro. It's a plugin. There's a free one. I'm not sure what you can do on the Add free the one. I like to- I like to pay for the plugins where I can because I want to support them because I want it to stick around. Any um, support. Yeah, which is great. Um, but yeah, it's really useful because you can drag and drop your icons. You can even hide ones. If you know you're never going to use the project section, you can just hide that complete menu option. It cleans it up. It makes it simpler. And I just like having Divi up the top. It makes more sense in my head. And yeah, really and well. you can do that on like a per user or per per user role basis. So for example, for your yeah. client that like demands that they have admin access or like, okay, then you can just kind of clean it up for them. And like, and Sarah not just said, clean like, it up, you can disable their access. So yeah. it actually makes it more secure. So you can make it so they have no permissions in particular areas that they ordinarily would have permissions. So really good plugin, well worth it. I have it on every single site, but it also saves me time, which I like. I have a I have a CSS question about uh, the process. Of, I mean the uh, like the productivity of it all. Um, if you do you add CSS into the theme editor? I mean in the like the um, like the theme CSS options. box in Divi theme options. Yeah, I or do, do you that. put it straight into I, the CSS file? I prefer to put it there first, and then I move it over to the child theme. Typically, and the reason for that is it doesn't get cached the same way that the the the, uh, the style sheet does, and so um, I mean you could like disable everything, but I just find it's easier there, and then I move it over. That's just a personal thing. I, I don't really have a long list of reasons why that's a better way to do it, but I personally do it in the style sheet. Um, so when I'm building in my dev sites, they have no caching on them at all. So like I have everything kind of cut out and my dev sites are always in the same place. So it's kind of set up in the same way. And then I add the caching at the end when I finished building, but I use Coda too. There's plenty that you can Ooh, yeah, use. I, I use Coda too. I really like I it. Um, when you save it, then you can just refresh the page and everything kind of comes up straight away. Um, I do it there just purely That's because nice. it kind of straight away helps me know whether or not it's going to work there. There are some things that will not work in your style sheet and you will have to put it in your Divi 
theme options, which is just silly, but at least you know it right from the beginning, which yeah, is that, uncanny, rather than having know. to debug as you go. Yeah, if, if your CSS for some reason isn't working in the style sheet, try throwing it in theme options and sometimes yeah. it'll magically just work without- Gravity adding. Forms has a couple of those where just no matter what you do, you have to put it in there. So there are some things. Anyway, I, just, I, I like Proto 2 but there's two, other ones. I hate having it in two places. I feel like that's unproductive. It's usually and... only one or two things that need no, to no, be No, 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 I don't like... mean those things. I mean like when I'm All working, right. like it is All easier right. to just go to the theme, but I don't like the autocomplete there. It doesn't autocomplete the same like as in my code editor and all that stuff. And it, it's so quick. I, I want to get one of those that connects directly to it instead of having to go upload, you know, whatever. Yeah, but, yeah. and because it's so awesome. quick. Because I always use a subdomain of, um, so I have a special dev domain and I use a subdomain of that for all of my dev sites. Because I've done that, it means the FTP is the same for all of my dev sites. So I can go That's to any one nice. of my dev sites in the same FTP. So I don't have to yeah. reset up the FTP every single time. So it's not yeah. like yeah. every time I'm doing this extra thing, it's just there, it's all ready to go. So um, that's, that's a good setup system. I like that. I try to go and whenever I do set up a dev site, um, I do try and go add it right to FileZilla and save it yeah. so that I don't have to go. And I, I try and save it in LastPass and also add it right away so that it's just there because LastPass, it yeah. never fails. It's when I have to go like do something yeah. quick or something's broken or whatever. And it's like the last thing you want to do is be like looking everywhere for where you put the stupid FTP. And so anyway, so I do try and do that as, a, as another productivity thing that like right at the moment, like to be disciplined yeah. to just go put the stuff in right when you create it so that you don't have to go digging for it later. Yeah, and if yeah. you have like the last, last pass is in and of itself a great uh, yeah. productivity tool. Oh yeah. And oh. If, if you're managing a lot of different WordPress sites and different things like FTP, uh, credentials for clients, don't use the same passwords like for, right. for all the sites and stuff, please. No. Um, yeah, Please use a don't. password manager, like at least have some like, uh, you know, encrypted, um, you know, master sheet of stuff, but yeah, LastPass yeah. is cool. I mean, you know, the thing I like about it is even if I'm out like running around and I'm like running an yeah. errand and one of our team members is like, Hey, can I get access to this? I can pull it up on my phone mm -hmm. and you can actually like share access to sites, uh, with people without actually giving them the password. So you can just like, yeah. the credentials, they won't ever they, see it. They won't ever see it. So <laughs> yeah. if it's like you're you know, special. And then you can revoke, they, you can revoke it then if they you don't. Can, you can revoke it. And um, yeah. So yeah, LastPass or a, a similar program is, yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Speaking of FTP. I think it's crucial. And Sarah's productivity hack of doing it on the same subdomain. What I like about flywheel hosting is the FTP is set up under your account. And so automatically if the website is under your same account, you see all your websites that are under that account with the FTP access. And so you don't have to go in and set up new FTP credentials and stuff like that. Nice. Um, which that actually leads me, one th thing I wanted to talk about, speaking of Flywheel, local by Flywheel, um, developing locally, in my opinion, if you can, is a huge productivity hack. It's just way quicker to spin up sites. Uh, and then everything's just a little bit quicker than, than developing on a, on a live site as well. Now, I, I mentioned before, like if you have a team, uh, in multiple collaborators, you can't really do that. You need to have it on some sort of a, a dev server that's live on the internet. So you can, uh, have multiple people can access it, but, um, a flywheel is amazing. Uh, yeah. and, and I if you're like you're traveling or something and you don't, you're not hundred percent sure how the Wi-Fi connection is going to be, or even if you're sitting in a car, if you're building locally, yeah. you can just do everything from, from right there, which is pretty cool. 
Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. And they have a feature where if you need to show it to someone, so for example, you just need to give a client a quick preview to get them to sign off or you can send a, a live link. Um, it uses like a tunnel that basically it's connecting to your computer in order to, to view just that site and you can disable and enable it at any point. Um, so that's a, a cool feature too. So yeah, okay. local by flywheel, great productivity hack. On a security front, uh, you should have two factor authentication on your computer. Oh no, don't get However, her started. However, this is my productivity hack, which is I pay an extra $10 a month on my internet, which allows me to have one single IP address. So most people have like a, yeah. like your IP address changes constantly. We pay mm -hmm. an extra 10 bucks a month. That 10 bucks a month means we have one IP address Standard. and inside of WordFence, there's an option. So if you're using their two factor, there's an option to whitelist your IP address, which means I never have to do my two factor authentication when I'm at home. So I save a ton of time because I never do two factor authentication at my place of residence and it's 10 bucks a month. So that is nice. well worth that 10 bucks for me. That's awesome. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So we do final thoughts. Let's do it. Corey. Uh, sure. I, I don't really have anything, but uh, do you guys want to go? <laughs> I'm kind of spacing out today. Sorry guys. <laughs> All right. No worries. You should have seen David last week. <laughs> oh, I, I saw him. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. My Ooh. final thoughts are um, slow down to get faster. So if there is something that you think you've heard or here or somewhere else, and you think that would make me much, much faster, my recommendation is force yourself to slow down and learn it because you will never start using it if you never start using it. So you have to slow down. And <laughs> once you have slowed down and done it a few times, it will just become second nature and you can move on to the next productivity hack. Yeah. I love that. It's like two steps back, 10 steps forward type of thing. It is, yeah. yeah. Well worth it in the end, even though it feels like crap now. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, I guess for my final thought here, this is something that I had on my list here for kind of WordPress related as a productivity hack. And that is have some sort of a Google spreadsheet with like all the types of license keys that you use over and over again. Uh, for example, um, you know, you have your, like your gravity forms and stuff like that, not to be confused with passwords. I'm not saying put your passwords in a giant spreadsheet. That's a terrible idea. Uh, Sarah, our resident. You can also use LastPass for this process. For, you, can. you can use yeah. LastPass for license keys. Uh -huh. Yeah, well, I you, do that. You, so I have you, one that's like my Divi life. I just make no, you, it a password. Have, so I just, they, like, I literally have, just say. They have new, um, like, like record types now. Some okay. of them okay. are like, yeah, some of them are licensing, software licenses or. But what um, about, so you whatever. said Divi Life, for example, but you have multiple of my plugins. So how does that work? I have work? your all parts. Oh, so it's one license key. Okay. Uh, yeah, see, but I would just. I'm trying to see if you're hacking as. Uh, no, I purchased it, people. I didn't get a freebie. <laughs> I um, did too. So, so if, if I did have multiple ones, I would just like label it as what it is. And then, cause there's a shortcut command shift L to pull up any of your passwords yep. on a Mac. And so mm -hmm. then you can just like search it and then you, you paste it. it. And so I just paste it in and it saves me tons of time. I don't have to look anything up. But you only have to do that if you're using an app. Like if you're on a website, it'll just come up in the fields. If you have the Chrome yeah. uh, extension. Well, it won't come up in the fields if you're putting an API in, but again, you can just search it oh, in your oh, browser, right, right, in your yeah. thing. That's yeah, fine too. So. 
But yeah, yeah, I would say that is quicker than a spreadsheet. But if you don't have LastPass, a spreadsheet is a really good idea. If yeah. you don't have LastPass, just go get LastPass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I guess bottom line, ha having to go to each website somewhere. every time you need to put in a license key yes. can be a huge, it, huge waste of time. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Good um, thought, Tim. Yeah. Thank so you. I think, yeah, use, use tools wisely, I guess, is the final thought, right? Like we have so many tools at our disposal, like let's like make the best of them. But, um, but also like, there's that fine line of getting bogged down with trying to do too many things, like getting too excited about too many new things. And then you become, syndrome. yeah, you go, so, which I, I gotta be careful of. You can go like over the top and you, you, you overshoot your goal of becoming more productive and you actually become less productive because all you're doing is, is spending yeah. all your time doing the learning of the new things. Productivity tools and at that point you're yeah. not. <laughs> Yeah, yeah or trying to implement too many productivity hacks at one mm -hmm. point at one mm -hmm. time and and then yeah getting distracted by like oh this next thing that's going to help shave off more time but like implementing it is actually wasting too much time so. spending like 500 dollars on AppSumo a month on random things yeah exactly. <laughs> i freaking love AppSumo. i can't help it i love it <laughs> Uh, so we started this episode with uh, a long list of things to cover and different categories of types of productivity we hacks. We Divi. One. Yeah. <laughs> we, we spent a lot of time on the WordPress Divi stuff, so we decided to turn this into a series, but we have more productivity hacks and different types of productivity hacks uh, in future episodes. So that's we it. Will. All right. All right. I, I, I think we're done. We'll be back went, with more next by week. Fast. Next it week is all, fast. all sleeping hacks. All sleep. <laughs> oh yeah. We'll all be, we'll all be broadcasting from bed next week. <laughs> that's that's that one of the hacks fine. I have is don't <laughs> don't work from where you sleep. Go to your podcast <laughs> yeah. from bed. Yeah. <laughs> Good plan. <laughs> yeah. All I'm right. not sure these are hacks. Are these even hacks, or are these just like best? They're just like tips. I don't know. I mean, hacks, isn't that hacks, what tips. a hack is? I don't know. A tip. Everybody just talks about productivity yeah, hacks. I think YouTube kind of ruined hacks because there's so many stupid hacks out there now. I yeah. used to love Life Hacker. Remember that website? That was like, I love that website. Does I think it, it still exists. It's still it happening. does, but it's like, it's just not the same as it used to. It used to be like yeah. the coolest. I love it when it's like a life hack, but it really is just like, oh, that's something that everybody does. Like, yeah. Yeah. Or like, like, my like you should shower at the end of the day to avoid going to bed smelly. It's like, wait, what? How's it? <laughs> hack? Life or hack. My, my son said, it. I saw this life hack on YouTube and you can put sugar in your hand and light it on fire. I'm like, how's that a life hack? And is that like, <laughs> that's literally a not really a life dangerous hack. trick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you really need to make the sugar disappear if you have too much sugar. <laughs> all right everybody well thanks for thanks for tuning in uh today and uh feel free to uh to email us at info at uh .chat if you have any episode episode ideas or message us on facebook or leave a comment here on uh on youtube or in the facebook uh, live stream uh also stephanie where's that place you're telling people to go ratethispodcast.com slash divichat Yes, leave us as many stars as you can on there. We'd appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Take care. I'm going to wave at you bye with bye. my giant hands.